This is our Everest. Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, a programme that watches old television programmes because they're there, and we are strong and good. And we've had to be. And we... I'm just... I'm reaching a point now where I'm I'm starting to lose my goddamn mind. (laughs) And today, um, and this this programme house party yeah. has not helped me yeah. any any. Uh, I am, I am, it made me simultaneously <laughs> tired and angry. Okay, let's be clear very quickly that we are not talking about Noel's house party. Um, no, I feel I feel it's only right to say that. Um, yeah, this is a house party, an all-female chat show produced by. It's S- like a progenitor for loose women. Yeah, yeah, really. very, very, very um, tepid version of it, produced by <laughs> Southern TV for ITV uh, from 1972 until 1981. Mark that date because we will we'll be coming back to that. This episode is actually from the second of December 1981. So this is right at the end. This is right at the very end. Um, Southern Television was a very curious company. And on the 31st of December 1981, they lost their franchise to broadcast. It ended. So this is from the last month of their existence. Uh, As a brief overview, this is conservative television. Whether it's of a small C or a large C, I'll leave it for you to judge. But they were profitable. Yeah. And when it came to the 1980 IBA franchises, they had to reapply for their contract against uh, opposing companies. And the company that was adjudged by the IBA, the Independent Broadcasting Authority, to have done the best job, uh, would get the gig. Uh, Southern, however, had a sudden attack of the hubris. (laughs) And the application document that they submitted to the IBA was only 16 pages long. Okay. That seems brief. They were relying entirely on their previous record. They were known as being a fairly solid local regional broadcaster, never any trouble, profitable. You know, they didn't have a lot of the other problems that different companies on the ITV network had at the time. They considered that they didn't really need to do anything, which was a very bad decision because it was announced... um, I think it was toward December 1980 that they had lost their franchise to a company called Television South who would be starting their contracts from the 1st of January 1982. Yeah. Southern went into a sulk. 
It's the mm. only way to describe it. There are many different ways in which an ITV company that would lose its franchise could do it. Uh, a lot of them said goodbye to their viewers. A lot of them would have a special show on to mark the end of their time. Um, yeah. Some of them would pass on their um, best wishes to their successors. Uh, yeah. Some just closed, some just stopped, and then the next morning the, the new company started I remember up. the handover between uh, TVS and Meridian yes. in 1993, and that was essentially a studio full of people going, well, it's goodbye from Television South, and then there's a commercial break, and it came back to the same room, yep. the same people in it, yeah. going, hello, from Meridian. Still hanging up the hang- new logo. <laughs> yeah, hanging up the new logo, exactly. But um, the the, the uh, transition between Southern and TVS seems to have been a little bit more waspish, mm. by all accounts. Well, on uh, New Year's Eve 1981, uh, Southern broadcast its final edition of Day by Day. Yes, local regional daily news program, and included in this was an extraordinary segment in which the company basically dumped on just about everybody <laughs> and were just. Unbelievably needlessly shitty. Well, the, to the point that they had gone to the trouble of getting Richard Stilgo to write a song about the TVS's tin pot operation and perform it at their sort of uh, closing ball and film it and then show it in this television. Port a cabin TV, our approach is fresh and new. You won't see us making shows just cause they pay. There'll be no more three to one, and crossroads we will shun. Well, at least for the best six months, anyway. We have Porter Cabin TV, Gatwood, Boston, and Blackstad. And on January the 1st, our flags unfurled. Our future is assured. We've a lord upon the board, and someone who once did tomorrow's world. We are Porter Cabin TV, and the southeast of our patch is top of our list of priorities. Yeah, um, it's an extraordinary thing to do. And then, of course, there was the extremely belligerent speech given by their chairman. Um, On top of on top of that, now I'll leave you to talk us through these. A very emotional speech. Let's say, yeah, yeah, very emotional. But oh yeah, I'll leave you to talk us through that because um, I'd seen this a few times, but this was your first exposure to it, so I'm interested to know your thoughts. Yeah, it was. The one thing I would say is that there is a reference in the song to Maidstone. (laughs) And uh, yes. what had actually happened there was that TVS uh, were building new studios. Their main studios were going to be in Maidstone rather than Southampton. But I think there was some sort of delay on them or there was they had trouble getting the money together for them or something. Okay. Um, but uh, so, you know, that's the reference to that. But at the same time, oh, Southern actually part of the part of their application 
had mentioned that they were going to be setting up a studio in Maidstone as well. Because actually one of the concerns that the IBA had was that given the size, the geographical size of the South and Southeast region, you know, it reaches from the other side of Portsmouth as far north as Reading. And then it stretches all the way out over Kent. So there was this kind of concern that people in, say, uh, Kent in particular, were being overlooked by the local news. So it was almost like a kind of dual franchise that they were to really have a separate news operation in Maidstone for the east of the region and the west of the region would be served from Southampton but the but they were they were importer cabins because um their studios weren't quite ready yet um so it was an unbelievably shitty thing to just drop that in and make a joke out of it you know what i mean have a little bit of fucking grace yeah um yeah the chairman's speech was uh Absolutely, I mean, absolutely oh, filled, filled with he? rancor. He was really drunk. He was. <laughs> he was yeah. I'm almost he was certain drunk. that he's dead. So, um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that he'd he'd had one or two ales, and it was absolutely packed with rancor. And you know how the all of this is going to, you know, it will die down in time. Yeah, but yeah, at, at, at no point, you know. Even even though history will one day redeem us, it doesn't make it any better. Yeah, and it all sucks. And this is some hot shit. Yeah, and I hate you all. Here's Richard Stilgo to <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you all. And we are to be killed off, having been condemned for eleven months in the condemned cell for reasons we know, I think, far too little about. We have suffered, and I mean we have suffered, the agony and shock of that decision on the 28th of December may now be passing, but there remains the rage, the bitterness, the sense of injustice for many of us, and that will not pass, but the sooner it's all over, now so much the better. History may vindicate us, but there's little consolation in that at this present time. But let us remember our record with pride. And in years to come, when we look back and maybe reminisce together, let us think again on the good things we have done and the major contributions we have made to the success of independent television. We have provided a first-class regional service to our area stimulating interest and providing enjoyment for millions of our viewers over the years. In addition, we have been a leader amongst the regional companies in providing major contributions to the national network. But enough. Do not let ourselves be downhearted tonight. Rather, let us be merry and enjoy the company of the friends we have all made in the fellowship of Southern Television. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to stand if you would, and I would ask you to join with me in a toast to Southern Television, a fine company, a very fine company. 
So, it, I mean, that, and that is what that is. That's it. I mean, you're not particularly overstating it. His face is all red. He's sweaty. He's, <laughs> you know, it's it's really embarrassing. Uh, but it's come... yeah, and they and and they showed it on their television yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there was no need to show that. Yeah, yeah. But they did. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, so you know that was like that was that, and the, and later on in the evening, they overran with this program. It went on oh, way yeah. past midnight. Their their contract ended at midnight. They actually stopped <laughs> at twelve forty three. Oh, they just okay. kept going. Um, and the last program was a little kind of 10-minute thing called And It's Goodbye From Us. And first of all, it has an opera singer singing a compilation of songs about the concept of saying goodbye, which includes but is not limited to Every time we say goodbye, we all meet again. Thanks for the memories. Uh, and then there was another three on top of that, which I, I couldn't quite make out. I was, you know. Um, and then they had, and this went on for eight, for like six minutes or something. I was like, Jesus Christ, is it ever going to end? Anyway, and then they lined up all of their hosts. And I've got written down here. Uh, they're lined up like politicians on the losing side of a coup. <laughs> and all this is happening while a version of the Pink Panther music is playing in the background. The Henry Chan Manchini music. Oh God. And then the lights dim and they go out. And that's it. They're all shot. The last yeah. bit's not true. <laughs> but um, the, no, but then what happens is the lights all go out and it's replaced with uh, a night sky stars you know and southern tv's logo was a star you know the southern yes. star a kind of geometric thing and that starts spinning oh wow. and the logo plays their logo plays but it's got this really weird echo on the end of it <laughs> and the oh, st- and then the spinning star just disappears off into the background to join the rest of its galaxy to return to its home planet. Yeah, just like Poochie, yeah, I guess so. Just like Poochie yeah. the dog. They cut the transmitters, switched the electricity off, and that was that. No good night message. Nothing. Change the locks. Yeah, and um, and sure enough, TVS started up the next morning. Do you reckon that they, uh, you know, left turds in the drawers almost, and fish in the ceiling? Almost certainly. It's so ludicrously belligerent. But like I say, you know, that conservatism and that kind of arrogance and that kind of just such a small town attitude. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. media was really changing, and there was a definite feeling by 1980 that actually going into a new decade was going to be, you know, bring a lot of changes. We were about to enter the world of the silicon chip, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The world was going to change, whether you liked it or not. And there was this idea that media companies couldn't 
sit there with a pipe and slippers anymore. I find it staggering, that sort of arrogance. I find it really surprising. But um, this episode of House Party is an example of that small C conservatism. That, that <laughs> in 1981, they're making this. Mm. You know, this program is 10 years out of date, 15 years out of date. Its attitudes are 200 years out of date. But but it, yeah. it just the actual look and the setup of it, and the conceit of it is, is oh yeah. I mean, it could easily have come from the early nineteen seventies rather yeah, than the early yeah, 1980s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just the entire look of it is so. Da- and this is exactly yeah the look, the premise, yeah. the topics. Yeah, this is and this is exactly what the IBA wanted to sweep out. So it's a very yeah, good example that. of the sort of program that, you know, you've just got to get rid of. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with programs running for years. It ran for nine years and Meridian brought it back in the 1990s. Yeah, um, I didn't watch it. Yeah, there are, there are episodes on YouTube. Um, They're pro- just, saying, they're just saying. Um, just saying. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an object lesson. For anybody looking in on it, TVS's bid was so much better than theirs. You know, they'd yeah. gone to a bit of effort over it, and that makes a difference if you're re- if you're applying to renew a contract. It's amazing. Well, before we get to house party, yes, um, it's a semi regular feature on on this podcast. Reading the YouTube comments, um. And I just thought uh, I, I, I ought to share this little zinger that I found underneath the Farewell Southern program. Oh, right. Yep. OK. Which reads, I remember not looking forward to 1982 at all, saying to myself at the time, I don't want 1982 to carry on and I don't want to die. Feel free to have a laugh at me for that one. Right. Barbara Ann Cortina. Barbara. I know. That's, there's <laughs> that's a lot to dark, that, isn't, isn't there? There's, that's that's really unpacking that's really, a lot. That's really dark. I'm so sorry. I think she must have worked yeah. for Southern yeah. Television. I'm so sorry to hear of your loss. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, house party. Yeah. But look, have you ever seen the film The Manchurian Candidate? I have not, no. In The Manchurian Candidate, which is a very, very fine film, one of the things that happens to the, the the troop of men who go missing in the Korean War mm-hmm. is that they are brainwashed to believe that they were at some sort of WI afternoon meeting. Okay, right. There's a sort of sense of unreality and disorientation to the whole thing, as one might expect okay, in a case right. of brainwashing by communists. Yeah. Well, this is like that, in that you arrive... Halfway through a conversation about something, yep. you don't know who any of the people having the conversation <laughs> they are. They don't even give you their names until the closing they credits. Don't, no, they don't give you their names. The motherfuckers. <laughs> they, don't, they don't tell you what the conversation is about. Yeah. After about a minute, you gather, okay, they're talking about this woman who makes... Sort of pottery dolls. Yeah, and if you pull their are, head, if you can pull their heads yeah. off 
and put things yeah. in them. But the thing is, for a start, they, what, what's the use of talking about, oh, and then she does this and then she does that? Get her on the fucking programme, for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, I mean, I think that what they're trying to achieve is it's a house party to which you've been invited and it's just the sort yeah. of com- and it's literally the sort of conversation that people normally have. I think that's yeah, the idea. Exactly. You but then that through. makes it weird that they're not introduced first because it's just like, you know, it's just like you've wandered no. into their house and they're having this conversation which is not the same as no. being invited to a house party. I arrived at the house party late and they were already having this conversation. Yeah, and ignoring me. About, (laughs) just, yeah, ignoring me. And I just about figured out what they were talking about and wondering when they were going to bring the woman who makes these bloody awful dolls out. Yeah. When all of a sudden it smash cuts to another two women who I don't know and they're in the middle of making an anchovy souffle. Not, not, and here's Polly and Diana, and where they're going to make a fucking anchovy souffle. They're halfway through; they're beating the eggs. Anyway, this one is a. This is, I think, is a very interesting souffle because it's a, it's a bit different, and it's an anchovy souffle uh, with a very nice sauce using not your favourite ingredient, smoked cod's No, I'm not keen no. on rose of, of any kind. Actually. No, well, uh, I think you'll find that in a sauce you might like them. You might like them. So we begin by just the usual base, uh, which is one ounce of butter, one ounce of flour, cook it together, yes. quarter of a pint of milk, yeah. and three egg, yo- three egg yolks, yes. beaten in. Are you all right with your arm doing that? Do you want me to do... Oh, bless you. It's very sweet of you. Know, if do you, you do the whites for one? me, continue with those, I'd okay. be grateful. Okay. I can just about manage this. Okay, because you don't want the, your elbow to get any it's worse. It's terribly painful. No, I don't. And heaven only knows what I've done. They are making the most disgusting food stuff ever. It, it does look... It's look. And of course, and the thing is, there's a yeah. point at which... Um, she's making a smoked codsrow sauce to go with it. Yes, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. not adding any salt to it, and the reason no. she's not having adding any salt to it isn't because there's anchovies in it. Are you mad? But it's because she's using milk to bring out even more salt from the anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> she's a the... fucking maniac. Her husband's heart is going to explode. <laughs> The colour of the batter of this souffle looks like something that you would excise from a cyst. Ironically, <laughs> ironically, it looks like something that somebody from the Manchurian candidate would wear. Yeah. If it, presuming well, they wore khakis. So there's this sort of banter-filled making of what can only be described as a horrific food stuff. She gets a bit scientific at a point. She does get... Because t- yeah, I, mean, I wrote down, yeah, right, Professor Stephen Alkin. Well, the thing is, you know, there's lots of little hints and tips there. Yeah. Which are, you would be more willing to assimilate into your day-to-day had you not arrived halfway through and you didn't know who anyone yeah. was. I wonder if you and could then... answer for me the question of why I wrote, don't boil it. <laughs> Because I it's can't good remember. Advice. But but then just before the souffle is ready for tasting, and they never actually get round to tasting the souffle, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another another woman. Yeah. And this is now 
This is now like a seventh woman ah, yeah, who yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but the thing about this is that she sits down and then the conversation basically turns to gossip. Well, this this new woman comes along and sort of takes the place of the original egg white whipper. And she walks into the room where the conversation had been taking place about the dolls and starts giving you advice about sewing machine repair. Yeah. There's always something you see which you discover for yourself and pass oh, on. Oh, it's very true. Oh, it's very true. I mean, the odd things out. I've learned about sewing from you, even though, even though I am no good at it, what you have told me has proved to be enormously helpful. Yes, that's right. No, definitely. Now... Definitely. Yeah, it was funny about that. Was it a friend of yours who yeah, found surely. you? Yes, and she, she phoned and said, look, I'm trying to sew this thing. Now, my machine isn't working. It's all gathering up on the bottom, and I was supposed to... I mean, I don't know what her machine is. Um, what make it is. Yeah. Uh, and she's very vague anyway, yeah. you know, and, and trying to tell me that it was all looping on the bottom, and I said, well, take it all to bits, clean it. The tension is probably wrong. Yeah. But, but I mean, how can you say it on the phone? Maggie was saying that people were always saying to her the machine yeah. doesn't work. And One of the key things that I have learned about this is that I thought, right, I better try and note down some of the things that they were talking about. <laughs> and what I've realised is that my wife is right. I don't listen. And I'm not sure if it's because they were women or because, you know, it's the old Wittgenstein thing. If a lion could talk, he wouldn't understand I it. I was watching and I was paying yeah. attention. And it was a good, well, solid advice, I presume. Not, you know, I don't have a sewing machine. Um, well, but... they were certainly lapping up the advice. I mean, she looked, they looked at her like they were, she was an oracle. Yeah, but here's so. the thing, right? My mum had a, show, a sewing machine when I was a kid. And uh, every now and again, I'd have like a go on it. You know, with, with okay. supervision. And I tell you what, right? It, sewing machines in the 1970s, because this was probably in the 1970s. Sewing yeah. machines at that time made a really satisfying noise when they. <laughs> and I sat there thinking, this is, you know, this is really bad. This is really boring. It's, I mean, you know, I get what she's talking about, and she's, I think she's giving sound advice. But. Yeah. This is really boring. But it's not for me. at the end of it, I'm going to get the money shot, which is going to be the sound of a 1970s sewing machine. And then she didn't bloody yeah, switch it on. She didn't even no, use it. No, of course it. she doesn't. Mother because it's just, a, just, as soon, just as soon as she's getting to that, we're back to yeah, the kitchen. And, then it jolts and back. That, the, that woman, and they're just, they've just started gossiping about someone's kids. Yeah, 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 about <laughs> spoiled children. It's only a fraction. Mm. It's not why. I'm no, so why? surprised, Mary, to, to meet him again. He'd been such a dreadful, dreadful five year old. But I thought at 11, that, you know, he'd be equally bad. But he'd been away to boarding school. And all his mother's spoiling to me seemed to have not made any difference, and I was quite surprised about that. I, I mean, thought... he, he turned into a nice child instead of a horrid yes, child. Yes, a really quite pleasant sort of child. That's all very well, of course, oh, if, it, yeah. uh, if it works for the child. I mean, I know. A child was sent away to boarding school, and it, it destroyed him. Totally, totally destroyed really? him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh, he was five, and then he went to boarding school for eight years. <laughs> And now, and now he's not such a little prick anymore. It's like, well, why don't you just tell us the name of this person yeah. who's got this horrible yeah, child? Yeah, yeah. But I, I summarise this as they hate the children, but don't blame them for the fact that they hate them. No, that That's, is exactly that what seems they to be then, what the, yeah. the conclusion that they reach. They all decamp to the sort of front room area yeah. and have this conversation about, you know, 
sparing the whip and spoiling the yeah. child. So he'd, and he'd kind of walk past and kick you, and she'd sort of say, oh, don't do that, instead of giving him a good kick back. I, I felt that was spoiling you. Instead of you giving him a good kick well, back, I I done, I've, I've done that in the past with children. Yeah. But I, I think that everyone hates spoiled children, don't they? Yes. Oh, my God, I can't stand it. Yeah. But... They don't think of hating the children who have produced the child. It's the, the parents' fault. It's not the you can't blame the child. For no, of course sport. you can't, and I don't. I, you know, I, I think oh, I agree yes, with I think everyone does. A I lot mean. of people, well, a lot of people do. They don't like the child, obviously, no. because it's so hideous. Yeah. But uh, I mean, anyone with a grain of intellect knows that it, they, you know, that, that it is the parents that have ruined mm. the child. But there are different ways of spoiling a child. I mean. Um, I'll spoil mine by allowing them certain privileges, like staying up late, say. Or I might decide to buy them something really quite expensive for Christmas. I brought my son a microscope, say. And I don't, I don't consider that spoiling them. But I, I can't bear to see children screaming in supermarkets um, and getting away with it. I mean, screaming for, say, a bar of chocolate and being given a bar of chocolate when I feel it should be given a good smack instead. Really? And I'm thinking this is quite an interesting, if disturbing, debate between women and I still don't know who any of them are yeah um, oh, there's no doubt now, that one of them whacks her kid because she admits to it I tell you what I tell you what right give it another five years I reckon she'd be going to prison for that it's a problem it becomes a problem that I don't know who they are because I think that at least one of them needs to be reported yeah. to child services because the, the Irish woman on the panel starts to just go off on one about all of her smacking exploits. Yeah, no, God, yeah, she she's, is she's, all about the she, smacking. She starts coming out as being a smacker, and she's about to share some of you know her like her top ten personal smackdowns, where she's really brayed her own kids. And I'm thinking, finally, this program is giving up its sweet, sweet nectar. And I, I look up, the fucking credits are rolling. I've arrived late. <laughs> We didn't even get to see how the souffle turned out. <laughs> I've arrived late. I've not been introduced to anybody. Now they're kicking me out before the food. They're kicking me out before I get to the best bit of the conversation <laughs> and before I get to be sick in a bin from eating a oh, cod look, I don't and anchovy, want anchovy souffle. souffle with a cod rose sauce. I don't. But I would have liked to have been offered some. <laughs> I am astonished by the whole programme because the thing is, I felt like a drug addict at the end. I was tired and angry and very, very aware that I needed more. And I know that they say, you know, all, always leave people wanting more. How many? How many, how many have sure, you got? Yeah, I, I to know the, what, to the point, there's a few on YouTube. To the... To, to the point of being utterly infuriating. But the, the problem is, just watching another episode I, won't be a salve. Well, the thing, yeah, because... The th- because I, they'll, they'll be starting with a whole new thing. It's like, you know, here are my dusting tips and I'm making a cake. Well, yeah, all right. What about, there was an Irish woman in here last week talking about beating their kids until their eyes popped out <laughs> of their skull. Where's she? Yeah, there's, Please there's, tell me right, it's I'm prison. Gonna, I'm going to send you another episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, honestly, I absolutely hated this programme, and I want to watch another one. You'll be good for a, a couple of hours. <laughs> so, oh, Christ, I've started one. <laughs> oh, I actually have. It's... 
That's me holding my phone up yeah. to the microphone. <laughs> but I'll tell you this now. I'll tell you this now. I consider I consider this program I consider this to be the most grotesque and egregious experiment in mass psychological trauma and disorientation that I have ever seen broadcast on British television. <laughs> It is absolutely infuriating. And I swear I, uh, to you, look, I'm still come, the, up. come the day you finally get to see the Manchurian candidate, you're going to go, fucking hell, house party. I'll tell I you that really, now. really, 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 really <laughs> want to see. So let's, let's pick some, uh, some favourites and least favourites. I do not want to eat it, and I cannot be clearer on that. The worst bit is just how proud that woman was of the fact that she was a... She was beating her, you know, like, really... She was like, yeah, no, I'm beating them for doing this, and I'm beating them for doing that. I'm like, oh, it's steady on, woman. You sound like you enjoy it. <laughs> um, and I don't, you know, I... You know, I, I'm... Obviously, we're playing this for laughs a little bit, but I don't know, man. I, it, yeah. it was, I think that, that that bit will definitely stay It was with a me. conversation that was so alien to me. I was not corporal punished as a child by my parents uh, or ever at school. Um, so it is an alien concept to me. And I don't know whether I knew anybody who it did happen to and if so well if so they kept it very quiet I don't know I can't say one way or the other for sure Um, but you know I was five no I'm sorry I was nine when this came out you know if I'd one of them had been my parents I'd have been, they'd have been opening a can of whoop ass on me I I think the thing that will stay with me the longest from this programme is the fact that I walked away from it none the wiser about anything. I not not at all. I'd I'd been dragged away from all the conversations. I hadn't seen the sewing (laughs) machine make a noise. (laughs) I didn't see the finished I didn't see the finished anchovy souffle. And when the conversation actually got interesting, I got shut down. That doesn't sound like the sort of house party that I want to go to again. But does sound like the sort of house party that I would end up going to go to again. I know it. You're going to watch another one of these tonight. I know you are. Uh, The thing is, I know you are. And ultimately, it's difficult to not be parochial about this because I am from the south. Southern TV and I mean T obviously I don't remember Southern TV but TVS you know big up massive mm. respect TVS. Well, the thing is that Southern uh, were, this is this is my heritage. Yeah, the thing is that Southern were, they were a decent solid company. Um, yeah. They did make some decent programs. You know it, it's it it would be unfair of me to kind of classify them as just being you know incompetent. Well, we've got another one coming up uh, in a few days, actually. Oh, uh, which one's that? 
Uh, we're going to be doing out of town okay, yep. sometime. Out I think, of town. next right, week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you but know. I mean, they did run around. Everybody loves run around. Run yeah, around is true. the most out of character program for them to make. Um, uh, like I say, they did adaptations of Wurzel Gummidge and the Famous Five. They did uh, Winston Churchill, the the Wilderness Years, uh, and yep. they did um, How. Yeah, How and Free Wheelers, which was a kind of um, sort of action action showy thing. So it's not that they, you know, they it's not that they weren't incompetent. It's that by the end of the nineteen seventies, their programs hadn't really changed very much in years, and they they just looked incredibly dated. That's really all there is to it. Well, I think in closing, what I'll say is this was, without question, the worst, most infuriating programme I've ever seen, and I am going to watch another one. Yeah, which is fair. I'm, I I don't think I'm going to bother, to be this honest. This is some steaming hot bullshit. And... Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, <laughs> I am. What do you mean, unfortunately for me? It makes no difference to me whatsoever if you watch another episode of House Party this evening. Because I haven't got a problem. Give it up any time I want. <laughs> First so, one's free. I haven't seen Tomorrow's before, ever, or heard of it. I am You've never heard of it? completely unaware of this. Interesting. It's Wartime Kitchen Garden. Wartime Kitchen and Garden, according yes. to this. What year yes. is it from? Uh, 93, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Something a bit more recent. There'll be a link to it up in the article, which we can, uh, which you can, if you want to watch along with us. Um, we've got some good, I'm just looking at the spreadsheet now. There's some good stuff coming up. <laughs> well, now that we've got House Party all the way, it's, yeah. well, the, we're you just know, freewheeling. Yeah, I think, no, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some good stuff in here. And there's some stuff which I think is, uh, <laughs> oh God! I'm just looking at the list, and really, I, I, we, we've got <laughs> to do this. In, we've got to do this in like successive days. Don't, like, don't just, look at is... it too hard. Yeah, still looking at it. Anyway, <laughs> all of those are for another day. Where another day is tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. Uh, we'll be back. One of us. Dies. Until one of us, until one of us just has an aneurysm. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with wartime kitchen and garden. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. I mean, to the extent that she would literally lie down on the floor in a supermarket until she got, say, the most expensive toy there. Mm. And that everybody would go in the checkbooks, get her it quickly, please write a check, let's have this toy.
And I remember standing in amazement and thinking, well, this is ridiculous. This is isn't it? Yeah, this child's an absolute tyrant at three and four mm. and five. And my immediate reaction was to smack her in the behind mm. hard, you know. Mm. And they couldn't I understand why I got, where I got aerated. But still, her, her, her brother was born. Mm.